We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. going on everybody welcome back to another episode of talking halos i'm your host today jared timms i'm joined alongside my wow my co-host my partner in crime nate green oh. nate how you doing great start wow. <laughs> new oh, new uh Good. new ownership per se means we got to start stuff a little we'll differently see. We'll, we'll see we'll see so i mean yes there will be but we'll see how long it takes yeah yeah i mean like i said we're gonna talk about this for Days, weeks, months to come. We're not talking. I don't think we're going to talk about it too much today. No. Um, which is cool. And, I, and, I, and I'm all for it. But we're going to start today off kind of like an off-season day. Nate, I got a question for you. Question of the day. I know. I know. This is fantastic. All right. This so, is great. I don't know how true the report is. We just talked about this. You know what's coming yeah. up. I don't know how true the report is. But there was some rumor out there, and I don't have it confirmed, that uh, the Angels were close to signing Julio Rodriguez is a 16-year-old uh, in 20. What do we say? It was 2017. 2017. We looking this up? 2017. Um, instead, they signed Shohei Otani, which I was I would assume has everything to do in the world with why they didn't sign Julio that year, if that's even the case. Now, besides the point, whether or not they sign him or not, you know, it, it is what it is. Who'd you rather have right now, though, Julio? Or present, like not, and don't give me that BS answer that like, oh, the Angels didn't develop, so we don't. Uh, they don't give me that. Like the Angels developed Julio into who he is today with the Mariners, and Shohei Otani is the same guy. Who would you rather? Have? I'd still rather have Shohei Otani. Wow, that's Ooh. yeah, not well, not that no, hard. So, no, sorry, a hard signing, question for me. Are you are you signing Otani to the same contract you signed that they, they signed Julio to, or same? Let's let's say same hypothetical. So obviously it won't be the same contract, but like same dollar figure, you know, like was it two ten technically a year, but can get up to four fifty or something stupid like that. Like I really don't mind that contract. Like I know a lot of people are upset about it and saying, Oh, that could really handcuff the Mariners and, and this and that. First of all, the Mariners aren't going to be close to the luxury tax. That's not really the way they roll. And plus they're not really getting too many free agents there. You can argue that they got Robinson Cano, but 
that's one free agent, like big name free agent. They got Robbie Ray, sure, but they probably overpaid compared to the rest of the market. So um, I, I think a little bit of it is they know that there's not going to be another superstar that's going to want to come to Seattle. That's not really where superstars want to come. So I don't really mind the contract. I actually really like the contract for them because if he plays really, really well and like, yeah, it costs him a lot, a little bit more money that he plays well, but he's playing well. Like you can't be upset about paying him. What is it? It's going to get up to like 40 million. And it's like, okay. But that's like, if he wins MVP and you know, every, every single accolade he possibly can get, it gets up to 40 million. He can still be, a top five player, top three player in the American league, not win MVP, still put up really, really good numbers and, and finish around 30, 35 million, which is what Mike Trout is making. Now, is he going to be putting up Mike Trout numbers? Probably not. But when you're in Seattle, you're not going to get a superstar. Like it, it just doesn't happen for them. I, I don't know why. I think part of it is it's the toughest travel in baseball. And next year, I don't like Seattle next year because they're going to have to travel even more than every other team because they're going to have to play every team. They're not going to be able to travel within the division anymore. So it's going to be a lot more travel for them. So I really like the the contract that they signed with Julio Rodriguez. And if he's not as good, so you're paying him 20 million. We did that with Justin Upton. It sucks, but you know, it could be way, way worse. Um, Shohei Otani with that contract, would I sign him to that contract? I would. The year thing is the one that that is so hard for me to do with Shohei Otani, just because he's doing things that haven't been done before. We don't really know how long he's going to be able to pitch for. Uh, he's one injury away from from possibly not being a starting pitcher ever again. He's already had Tommy John once. He has one more Tommy John. He's probably not pitching. Um, and if he does, he's probably pitching it. Yeah. If he does, it's probably out of the pen or, you know, it changes the way he's used. Um, if he's just a hitter, is he worth $50 million or $45 million, whatever it is? Is he, I, I, I don't know. Um, maybe so if he's putting up ridiculous numbers, because maybe he's just focusing on hitting and, you know, maybe he's hitting closer to 280, 290 and, you know, he's still got the power and, and everything. Maybe. I, I don't know. That's not really something you want to even think about of him just hitting. Um, but but just with the injury concerns, I wouldn't give him that 13-year deal, even if it was closer to the same age, just because when you're pitching and hitting, it's a lot on the body, and I don't know how long he he's going to be able to do that for. Um, but but no, I, I definitely would, would love to give him a contract based on accolades and things like that, where it's like, hey, your base salary is 30. But if you go out and win an MVP and a Cy Young and, you know, you help us get to the playoffs and yeah, maybe you get up to 50. Fine. You know, that that's pretty reasonable for everyone because it's pretty hard to be upset about the Angels making the playoffs and Otani making 50 million. As long as they made the playoffs, I think everybody would be like, whatever, whatever he's making is fine with us. As long as him and Trout are, are playing well and they're in the playoffs. I think cures a lot. It's, uh, I think, I think that's like the motto of everything we say normally, like, we would never argue with any of this stuff if winning was happening. Um, you know, if like the Angels are in a winning situation right now, we'd be like, ah, hey, so what the Angels are selling the team? You know, it goes to a, you know, it is what it is. Or, or if like the Angels made the playoffs like a couple times with, with Trout, you know, it's like, ah, you know, already selling the team. Good for him, you know, type of thing. Same so with Rendon. Like, I think everyone's tune yeah. changes with Rendon. If Rendon 
you know, if Rendon got hurt for the first two months of the year, comes back and, you know, absolutely rakes and they make the playoffs with him, I think people are like, you know what, who cares? He only played 110 games. We got to the playoffs with him. He played in the playoff series or the, you know, however many series it was. And, you know, he played good enough or he, he was fine. You know, I, yeah. I don't think people would be super upset if the Angels were making the playoffs and Rendon was still playing 110 games as long as his 110 games were more, you know, in the August, September, October range. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. So, I mean, for those of you on Twitter, go ahead and drop it below who you'd rather have. Um, I'm intrigued to know. Um, or go ahead and add us on uh, on, on Twitter or Instagram. Let, let us know. I'm, I'm intrigued to know what you guys – what you guys would say there. If rather, I already actually I already know what you guys would rather have because I know our listeners pretty well. Um, <laughs> I, I, I feel like you guys would say, Oh, show me Otani, no doubt about it. Um, but it's interesting to think about for sure. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm sure it doesn't change much or anything like that. Um, but it's interesting. It's definitely interesting to think about. So guys, as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at angels or talking halos wow dude we are off today i'm so tired uh, here at talking halos appreciate it um if you could go ahead and subscribe wherever you are listening or on youtube go ahead and pound that subscribe button um click on that bell i believe is what people say as well if you want to know when we're going to be dropping our podcast i'll give you a hint though it's usually monday wednesday friday so you're welcome for that um Go ahead and follow us on all of our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All you got to do is look up Talking Halos. You can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tims. and follow Nate at NateGreen34. Uh, guys, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple or something like that, you know what's going to happen right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But if you're on YouTube, we're going to keep this rolling. So let's go ahead and Nate, let's talk about it here. Jared Walsh. We had to bring up a little Walshy action. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of interesting things going on with, uh, with Walsh uh, diagnosed with TOS, thoracic outlet syndrome. There you go. Thoracic outlet syndrome. Not very good. Um, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physical therapist. Do not have that license. So I'm not even going to try to explain what it is. I will try to explain. So um, I guess it happens when you hurt your ribs and it causes a lack of blood flow to the the shoulders. And one of the issues is that. So um, that, that could definitely be it. I think Nate, you kind of pinpoint when that could have happened. 
Yeah, it looks like Walsh Walsh had a rib injury not too long ago, and it's possible. Again, we're not doctors. We, we don't know the entire scenario here, but uh, TOS is – it honestly looks like he's the first position player in the major leagues to ever have TOS, which is amazing. You know, yes, he, yes, he pitched a little bit, but I don't think this had anything to do with the pitching. I think it was he broke his rib, and they say it happens a lot with guys who, who throw um, overhead, football players – Baseball players, swimmers, it's very common in those sports. Not too common in basketball. Even the Marcel Fultz had it, uh, I believe, two years ago, which they were trying to figure out how that happened. So um, very interesting for Walsh to be the first position player, we think. We, we looked very hard. Uh, yeah. I, I was even talking to Taylor Blake Ward about it, and Taylor and I were like, I, I can't find any other position player to have this. So very, very odd injury for, for someone who's not throwing – uh, max effort all the time over the top, you know, hundreds and hundreds of times a day. Um, this is a very scary injury. I, I'm going to, I'm not going to lie here. This injury has hampered a lot of careers. Guys have, have had TOS and they've come back and played for a year or two. Um, some guys have, have not come back. Other guys have come back and been, you know, very, very average players like Chris Archer. Chris Archer was really, really fun to watch, had TOS, and now he's turned into like barely a number five starter on a team. Um, I, so you just look at, at what happens with this. So very, very scary injury. Trevor Rosenthal is the most recent guy, I believe, and he has not pitched in two years. So they, they just came out and said that he probably will not pitch this year. That would be two full years without him pitching in professional baseball. Now, do I expect Jared Walsh to miss two full years? I do not. I think that it's kind of similar to a position player with Tommy John, where the rehab is going to be a little bit shorter and the the length of this is going to be a little bit less. I still think it could take a full year for him to to get back. But this is potentially a career-threatening injury, depending on how his body reacts to potential surgery and how it comes back with um, with rehab and everything. Like, this is not an easy, easy thing. I mean, there, there are times where, like, there's numbness in his hand and, like, he can't feel anything on, on that side. So it's very, very interesting. And it, you, you really have to begin to think, like, is this guy someone that is going to be the answer long term? This is his – He'll have his first year of ARB, which gives him three years uh, before he's a free agent. What does that look like for him? What does that look like for the Angels? This is not a great time for him to to get hurt, especially this type of injury with the new ownership. Are, are they going to want to go get a new first baseman? Josh Bell's a free agent. You know, I'm sure there are going to be free agent first base or even trade acquisition first basemen um, out there as well. So this is, this is definitely uh, – unopportune time for, for Jared Walsh to go down with this injury, not just for the angels, but also for him and, and his, you know, money sake. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, a couple things here that uh, I feel like I need to point out one, a position player has never had this before. So not, not that we know of, at least in the big fine. leagues, he could, he could be opening day ready for all we know. The fact that they put him on the 60 day already, like within a day is, very worrisome to me that that happened. However, they just kind of figured probably, ah, he's done for the season, you know, 
So we'll kind of see how that rolls, how reports come out as we, as we go on, if he has surgery, if he needs surgery, what that's like. Um, number two, you need to start looking for a replacement. Apologies, 13 week old puppy out there. If anybody can hear it, um, you need to start looking for a replacement. No, it's not Sonny Deshar. And say that right now for these, you guys who want that, who want him, he is not the answer. Um, you know, who could be the answer though, and is, kind of interesting that I know a lot of people and I threw it out there and a lot of people hated it. And I know, I know, trust me, Nate, no. we're, you're going to compare, we're, we're comp- you're going to compare apples to iPhones. I'm going to let you know. And that was a bad example because Apple, and Apple iPhone. And um, iPhone is- you're, you're comparing oranges to iPhones. Yeah, I know. I, I screwed that one up. Um, I know you're laughing your ass off. Um, yeah, that, that's my bad. You're, you're comparing, well, you get what I'm saying though. You're comparing apples to a great day. <laughs> it's one of those days for me, but but, 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 Nate, would it feel, would it make you feel any better at all if the Angels extended Shohei Otani and he was also a first baseman? Your first know. baseman of the future. And then you could figure out a way to, for Anthony Rendon to DH more, Mike Trout to DH more. Heck, even if Shohei Otani played like three games a week at first base and you could get other guys in that DH spot, Joe Adele, like, Guys, if you you've been listening to us, that that's probably I think that's our biggest issue with extending Shohei Otani is that DH spot. Like that's what worries me the absolute most is Mike is, Trout has to DH once a week minimum. Rendon with, has with to back, DH once. Yeah, a week, with this right? back injury, he's going to have to DH once a week minimum. Anthony Rendon's going to have to DH once a week minimum with the hips. So Jared Walsh that, may have to DH once. I know I know that's like kind of weird to think about that, but like it's another guy that's like coming off an injury that's like well, he might have to DH once a week. You know so. That's would that be awesome? Yes, I think that would be absolutely outstanding if if he was able to do that. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, it, it brings tremendous value. I think that's the biggest thing that that I've been talking about with Shohei Otani and why I don't think he he fits the Angels long term is because it's very hard to get your key pieces the DH time that they need. Like we're paying Anthony Rendon, whether you guys like it or not. Anthony Rendon is making thirty five to thirty eight million dollars any given year, and when he's no, on the field. When he's on the field, it's very good. And the Angels are winning when he's on the field, first of all. Second of all, nobody's trading for that contract. Like, there's not teams lining up to call the Angels to say, oh, we want Anthony Rendon. And even if they were, what are we getting? A 25-year-old who hasn't made it above single A? Is that really worth it for us to say, yeah, we'll take the money? Um, There's probably not another third baseman that we can go get that's going to play in an all-star level like that. Um, for $35 million. And even if there is, who says they want to come play in Anaheim? We, we haven't had the best track record with players lately. We cut Justin Upton. We cut Anthony, or we cut Albert Pools. Um, we trade away Anthony Rendon. All the guys that don't, don't produce, we, I mean, we even cut Josh Hamilton at one point. So you go through and you say, all the guys that don't produce, do I want to go to an org where if I'm not producing right away, I'm getting cut? Probably not. So that doesn't look good for the org. Um, could Anthony Rendon slide in at first base? Sure. That, that's an option as well. Um, I, I think he brings so much value at third base because he plays very good defensively. But if he's able to slide over there, that, that could be an answer. But yeah, Shohei Otani playing first base would bring tremendous value because it allows these guys to DH when they need, like when they need a day off because we are paying Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, all these guys, 30 plus million dollars. And Mike Trout's the best player on the planet when he's healthy. If we are sitting the best player on the planet 
once or twice a week, it, it's it's hard to win games. You know, like we weren't winning games with Mike Trout. We got Mike Trout back. We just swept Toronto. Right? And I'm not saying that Mike Trout's the reason that we just beat Toronto, but having Mike Trout in the lineup changes the lineup drastically. It goes from like Shohei Otani and nobody else to, oh, wow, this lineup gets a lot deeper because guys are able to slide down and, and Trout's getting on base because they don't want to pitch to him as much. And then he's hitting home runs, this and that. It just makes the lineup that much better. So, yes, if Shohei Otani could play first base, I would be absolutely thrilled with that. Do I think it's possible? Sure. Do I think it's likely? No. I agree. I'm just throwing out an option there. I think, like I said, I, at, at minimum, three days a week there, three half the games there at, at first base, and you can DH him half the games. Like, if he – you could almost – hypothetically, you could go back to how he was originally, you know, where they were like, oh, you know, you're going to DH, and then – a day before your start, you're going to sit. Day after your start, you're going to sit. Oh, instead of you're going to play first base, and then day before your start, you're going to DH. Day after your start, you're going to DH. And then go back to first base, you know. Um, I said, I'd love it. I think that'd be super awesome. You, you, you would think about an ex- – I'd think about an extension at that point because then you have a – you technically could have a first baseman of the future right there. If he stops – if he stops hit, if he stops pitching, you know, if he gets hurt or something, yeah, has to stop pitching, you got a first term. baseman at that point long term. Yeah. I'm cool with that, you know. In fact, like that, I think ends up happening anyways. And or you have a DH or the you know DH first baseman type of guy, and that's cool. Um, first basemen are always out there, and we talked about it before. You trade, you could have traded Walsh, and you could go get another one for league minimum type of guy, you know. So, um, just an option there. And speaking of possible infield spots, let me backtrack there for a second. Fun fact: first time since 2016 that the Angels. Um, pitching staff has given up three runs or less in a three-game series, by the way. That's impressive. Pretty cool. Last guys to do it. 2016, it was uh, Hector Santiago went seven, shutty. Um, Matt Shoemaker went complete game, shutout, 13 punchies. And then Jared Weaver came in and uh, seven, one run innings, five hit, one run innings against the Chicago White Sox. So Fernando Salas, I think, closed out one of those games as well. So you're welcome for some of those names. Like that guy just always kept us in the game. Love that guy. Yeah. It was interesting. I I don't know why that even came to my head, but I had to look that stat up today because they were very, Angels Angels played a very well-rounded series. In a tough place to play. In a very tough place to play. Toronto is a very offensive ballpark and, yeah, very impressed with the pitching staff and and some of the young guys too. I mean, Detmers threw the ball well. Um, Otani threw the ball really, really well. Um, Davidson threw the ball, you know, good enough, I guess. He threw the ball well. Just say he threw the ball well. Yeah, four shutout, five walks. That's that's perfect. Exactly what I love to see as a pitching guy. So I would say he threw the ball good enough to get the job done. I'm not going to say well because when you walk five guys in four innings, that's not great. That's that's getting that's pitching with with mirrors and and things like that. So he he did a good enough job, but I wouldn't say well. That's fine. That's fine. Last thing before we let everybody go, I don't want to talk about the series. I mean, like I said, I we just did. We're on that. Yeah, we, that, that's 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 what you get for series talk. I I think we can bring up. I think we bring a lot more value than talking about series on this because there were I mean, fifteen games out of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So um, last thing before we let everybody go. Got to talk a little Luis Renifo. We might have talked about him before. I think we kind of want to 
talk about them again here. I don't think I don't think we did. You think we did? I don't think we did. Um, very very briefly. Not not as much as we're about to. Luis Renifo, your starting second baseman next year. It depends. It depends on what the Angels are going to do. If uh, if they go get a shortstop and that starting shortstop is is legitimate. Yeah, and I and I know already. I can already hear the people on Twitter saying, "John, I I can hear no, no, no. I can hear the the Twitter people thanks to you yelling about Andrew Velasquez and how I don't think he's a starting shortstop. Thank you. I agree. I agree with you. I know, but you you got that going. Andrew Velasquez. You know, Andrew Velasquez is this year was what John McDonald was to the Angels, but like the Angels had a better team when they had John McDonald. Like that's what Velasquez should have. So, so I'm just. I'm going to say if they get a legitimate all-star shortstop, there's going to be, <clears throat> there's going to be a couple guys out there. There's going to be Carlos Correa, <coughs> David Fletcher. <laughs> Not going there. Um, <laughs> there's going to be Trey Turner. There's going to be, um, who am I missing? Um, uh, Xander Bogarts Bogus. is going to be there. So Dan those are Swanson. I know you hate Dansby, but like that. I, I, I don't hate him. Sense. I just, uh, if he's making the same amount of money as Trey Turner, I'm not paying. No, no. I, if he's making the Trey same Turner's am- the best shortstop in baseball. So if he's making the same amount of money as Xander Bogarts, I'm not paying him that much. Um, obviously, it's just like everyone. They have a price tag for me. And if their price tag is a little bit too high, I'd rather go somewhere else and spend the same amount of money for someone else. So um, if they go get a shortstop that is a Xander Bogarts, that is a Trey Turner, that is a, a uh, Carlos Correa, maybe – I don't know who else, right? Then I'm okay with Luis Rangifo starting at second base. If your starting shortstop is David Fletcher or Luis Rangifo or Luis Rangifo or Andrew Velasquez, and your second baseman is, you know, fill in the blank with Rangifo, Fletcher, whatever, I'm out. You know, I, I don't think you, you're a winning ball club. I, I'm a big believer and you have to be good up the middle. And I don't think they're very good up the middle this year. I, I had, I've never been a huge Stassi fan. I know I backed them during that, you know, crazy seven air streak where he, he looked terrible. Um, and, and I know he wasn't hitting at that time. You don't, you don't, I, like, I was just saying, you don't like Stassi fault. You don't like Stassi playing 120 games. Yeah. You like Stassi. I'm not, I'm not a Stassi guy. Like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. He's, he's a great number two catcher for sure. Uh, I wouldn't even say great. I would I say he's a, good, he's a good, competent, platoon, good platoon guy. He's a competent number two guy. He's got a platoon um, with someone not named. The, center field, they're great. You know, you got Mike Trout. As long as he's healthy, you're good. Um, shortstop, you, you got to play up there. You, you got to be able to play something. You got to be able to hit something. It, it's, it's taken him until August 28th to hit over 200, and he's playing every day. He's not playing, you know, once a month, once a week. Like this dude's playing every day. He needs to be hitting 250, 260, 270, even with no power. I'm fine with the no power. I will not lose my mind with no power. But if you are hitting 200, you should not be playing every single day. Um, So Luis Rangifo playing second base every single day, totally fine with it. If that moves David Fletcher to a utility role where that would actually make the Angels a lot better because we already said Rendon will need some time to to DH um, that will give him a spot. We already said uh, trout will need some time to DH. Maybe you slide one of the outfielders to center and you move Fletcher to a corner. Um, it, it just gives the angels a lot of versatility with uh, guys who need to, to DH. Now we have 
we have a competent player to play there. So, and even if Rangifo is not playing that well, you have David Fletcher to kind of step in and play second base for a little bit because, you know, Neto could be knocking on the door next year. Uh, he very well could be knocking on the door around this time next year. If he continues to play at the level he's been playing, I know a lot of his hits have come with two strikes, and that's something I have pointed out to you. Uh, I think part of that is because his swing has gotten a little bit um, – he, he's got the two-strike approach, so he swings a lot better with two strikes. Uh, you, you're probably going to look at the stats and say, oh, you know, he, he's actually hitting really, really good with, with less than two strikes too. But it just feels like every time I look, his home runs are with two strikes, his doubles are with two strikes. I think it's because the approach. And I think if he takes that approach, the two-strike approach, he could be – it could be August next year, and we could be saying, wow, Rankifo's hitting 220, 230, 240 with five, six homers. Neto's hitting you know, 290, 300 in double A. Maybe we call him up, put him at second base, and, and just start the middle as Xander Bogarts, Trey Turner, or Carlos Correa and, and Zach Neto up the middle and say, let's go be competitive for six years. If, ne- if Zach Neto can play up the middle, that's fine. You know? But if you are, if you are going to say, Andrew Velasquez and, and Luis Rangifo, David Fletcher, Luis Rangifo. That's not going to be a competitive enough roster to win baseball games at a high level. Yeah, you might win baseball games, but but you're not going to be a playoff team long term. And that that's kind of my opinion on, on the Rangifo thing. Well, I'm I'm good with Rangifo playing that position uh, next year. I am totally, cool with totally it. fine. Totally cool with it as long as you get a shortstop. One of those guys. I'm full agreement with you. Uh, number two. For those of you like, yeah, Zach Neto's your future shortstop. If you can get a guy that we mentioned, Zach Neto is more than happy to play second base. You slide Renifo to that fifth infield spot, and uh, you know David Fletcher to that fifth infield spot. Whatever you want to do, you know. Um, you look at good. You, maybe maybe Rendon slides across, and and one of those shortstops slides over, and Neto slides over. Like it, it gives you a lot of versatility and things to do. Like. Carlos Correa is a big, big shortstop. He might not be playing shortstop at age, age 34, 35, 36 of his deal. He might slide over to third. Maybe Rendon slides over to first. Uh, maybe Neto slides over to short. And it's like, oh, wow. Like, it's still the same group of guys. They're all playing the positions we want them to play, whatever. But, like, Trey Turner can play second base once he gets a little bit older, if he starts to lose a step or two. Um, Xander Bogart says when he got called up as a kid, he was playing third base. So, these shortstops do not have to play shortstop for six, seven, eight years. There's nothing in their contract that says they can't move to another position. Whether Zach Neto is playing second base or shortstop, if he is playing on a daily basis for the Angels and they are winning games, who cares what position he's playing as long as the Angels are winning games and Zach Neto is, is playing well. I think that's all that really, really matters. Thanks for winning cures a lot. So it does. fun podcast there. Got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Shohei Otani playing first base future of the angels infield it's interesting to say the least you know and kind of just kind of just see how it goes so as always guys thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at talking halos go ahead and subscribe wherever you are listening if you are watching us on youtube go ahead and pound that subscribe button hit that bell I'll give you a secret though if you didn't hear at the beginning monday wednesday friday is when we come out with episodes so you're welcome for that um guys just want to thank you again for listening to this podcast um subscribe you can follow us on all of our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's, Nate on Twitter, Nate Green 34 And guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day.